live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. It's Cofield and Company. I am Steve Cofield. Come on and do it with me. The tight shorts typhoon. I'm like a, a leaf blower. I'm like a wood chipper. I'm like a, a blender on puree. I need you. I am Steve Cofield. 351 pounds, allegedly. Even if he does look like Eric Gregg ate James Tony. Now I'm very angry. With Steve Cofield. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Partying, partying. Partying, partying. Yeah! All right, here we go. Friday, T.I., hockey game coming up tonight. Golden Knights closing out the regular season. Need to get this West Division title. We're at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. John Von Tobel is here. Angel's alongside. Ari is back in our Finley Toyota studios. What's up, buddy? Hectic out there, man. A lot of car accidents. Did you see any? Well, I was. I, mean, I had to go down. Is it Frank Sinatra or whatever the yeah, road you, is behind, the, you know, like right what is that direction? West of the Strip? You had to get off the 15? Yeah. Like, there was... <laughs> and it was Friday. Like, Friday at one thirty. Well, that and... I mean, walking in, as you can see here, too, we are much more lively as a city. I know we oh, talk yeah. about it almost every time, but it seems to be getting a little bit thicker in terms of the uh, the bodies in the streets, so I think that also has something to do with it, too. Yeah, same it's thing. It's always good. Same thing. Same thing. I encountered some uh, some extra traffic, so we're, we're getting closer well, to normal. We're getting closer to normal. So, guess, so get this. So I'm driving in. I'm coming down to 215 East, you know, to get on that little roundabout to, you know, hop onto the 15. Somebody comes from behind me to pass and get into the other lane, but they're still in my lane. They come so close to me still. that the wind from, like, the, the cars – their wind, like, pushes me into the next lane. Like, oh, they wow. almost sideswiped me off the road. It was crazy. Cool. You people are insane. I mean, are you okay? I mean, yeah. But, like, it was one of those where I was, like, you know, I was mad. Yeah. But then they, like, had zoomed off into traffic, so I couldn't. Even my horn honk, it was just, like, a distance away. They couldn't even hear me. Like, that was, that was more irritating. Not that I might have almost died, that they didn't know my rage. Uh, Ari actually told me yesterday he used the horn. Which I don't think he uses very often, but I was on the phone with him uh, on the ride home. I had to ask him something, and uh, and I was of course honking the horn. And uh, he's like, "Yeah, I used my horn earlier today too." We bonded. Yeah, if you're talking about you use your horn, then you you probably don't use it very often. No, no. If don't. it's an event for you, he's a very passive guy. Not a normal occurrence. Very passive guy. He waves us off. You're wrong. You're wrong. I use my horn often. I love to use well, I mean, my horn. You're, you're from the Northeast, so I don't expect that it's in, you know, ingrained in your personality, your driving habits. Yeah, it was, it was the story, oh. though. It was the old man that I bonded with on the road. Then. Oh, that's right. That yeah, you, you and he tag-teamed uh, like someone off the road. Didn't you flip over a car or something? And yeah, then he came up by like you. That, yeah. I mean, it wasn't that serious. <laughs> but then he came by him, John, and the old guy was like, good job, Ari. Yeah. Thumbs up. Little tag team on the road. I still, I think everyone I've, stop driving like lunatics, and that includes what we're talking about. Stop uh, yep. doing any of that. That's right. Although I still, I think I've told this story, but I will tell it one more time because it's my it. favorite story that I've ever told and ever done as a ever. driver. Okay. Uh, where on that that uh, that fifteen or that fifteen north connector to the two fifteen west, you know, little loop, and uh, there's that big plat- patch of rocks. Somebody had tried to pass me on that because it was all traffic and sure. built up, yeah. and uh, the jackass didn't realize that the road was too thin, drove off into the boulders. And so as I drove by him, I rolled down my window like I was going to ask if he was okay, and I literally go, ha, 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 and I pointed right That's at him. That's not very nice. Come oh, on. yeah. It's a, no con- it's a no conflict Friday. You have to. We're back into that mode. Part no, of me hopes, no conflict Fridays. Part of me hopes that guy's a listener and hears me and knows, oh, no. knows it's me. No, we hope, <laughs> we hope he's okay. 
We hope he's Oh, okay. he was okay. He was out of his car. Right. Messed um, up his car, though. I hope Jawan James is okay. He's the right tackle from the Broncos who shredded his Achilles, and now we got this whole fight starting to flare up again over players being in camp for safety reasons. Uh, and now the rookies are coming in. So the rookies are put in this weird position where the NFLPA has the backs of the players saying, hey, with uh, you know COVID still raging in some areas of the country, we don't want you going into the facilities where the rules have kind of changed back to somewhat normal around the National Football League. So weird position for the rookies. I know uh, – the Raiders officially announced uh, the signing of a bunch of guys, including uh, BYU's tight end, Matt Bushman, who was actually hurt uh, last year. So some new guys coming in. Obviously, the drafted guys uh, will be around as well. Weird position, though, uh, because I know the Jets were in today, so you got the three-day rookie minicamp. Jay Feely, who played in the NFL for a long time as a kicker, uh, said, I waited two years after college to get invited to sign with an NFL team. There's no way... I wouldn't have gone to an off-season workout. Don't ask these young players to risk their dreams for a bargaining chip for veterans who prefer to work out on their own. Is mm. he spot on, or is he anti-labor? I mean, I, so I will be perfectly honest with, with this whole entire thing when it comes to boycotting the training camps and, and voluntary workouts. It's part of the collective bargaining agreement, the situation with Juwan James. So am I wrong in thinking that the ire should not be directed toward the NFL but your head of your PA? for allowing this to be worked into the CBA almost every single time negotiations are up and for agreeing to, was it a 10-year deal on the CBA that these are issues now that you have to they're overcome? Still, they're still issues. It's right. amazing. Right. Like, yeah. that's, like, and I don't mean to sound cold. Like, everything that's happening with Juwan James is terrible. Like, that really sucks. Like, he's clearly trying to be safe in terms of not contracting COVID, working out at home, and still having his body ready for his team and his job. But, like, I felt like, the, like all of this anger towards the NFL, I kind of get it. But when I watched clips of Demory Smith talking about all of this, I'm like, I'd be more pissed at you. Like, stop agreeing to these long-term deals with all of these things in here. And the NFLPA has generally been kind of weak when it comes to the other players' associations. And I just this that's what I kept coming back to. So like, even when I hear Jay Feely talk about, you know, waiting two years after college, don't ask young players to risk their dreams to be a bargaining chip, I just keep thinking, like, what about the, who, the veterans? Who cares? Talk about the head of your PA at this point right now and get a change done. Also trending at two, Lakers tonight, Lakers last night. I mean, what was that? 118-94, they get destroyed by the Clippers. It was a joke in the first half. They were down big. Now they're back in that 6-7 hole with the Blazers. They got the Blazers tonight. Uh, the story last night was uh, AD moves towards the sidelines, uh, pops his foot or ankle or leg on the scorer's table, goes down in a heap, and uh, that was pretty much it. He had back spasms. He had four points, one rebound. And the Lakers get blown off the floor by the uh, Clippers. Injuries aren't funny, but I did think it was funny that, like, every article was Anthony Davis back spasms, but it's a picture of him holding his ankle. Like, I just – it was it was a little weird. Um, so maybe it's something different. And that's worrisome, right, because remember, it was a calf issue, calf down to the ankle, Achilles area that you worry about with AD. But now this team is at a point where you have to win this game today, stay out. Looks like he's going to play today, so that's going to help. But, you know, we were talking about this to, um, earlier today on Vison where – if you're going to put the fourth the, fourth, the uh, performance along the perimeter defensively that you did last night, where you allowed the Clippers to shoot 12-24 on non-corner three-point shots somewhere the Portland Trailblazers love to shoot from, you're in for a rough night tonight against the Portland Trailblazers, man. But this is what the magic of the play-in is. This game matters. Like, this is huge. This is great. And this is why the play-in's cool. Yep. And you've got players all the league who are like, well, we play a whole season. You know, have to play the you know these uh, this one-game dealio with double elimination. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't have a good enough season. Yep. Sorry. We're all now we're all watching the last week. 
this is really important. Of course. Six games out, and there's high drama across the league. There's literally nothing settled. There is not one single thing that is cemented other than, like, teams like, yeah, you're in the postseason. That's it. Seeding, nothing. Play-in teams, nothing. Teams like the Pelicans, which, by the way, just came down. Pelicans might be screwed here. They essentially can't win or can't lose the rest of the way. They just lost Zion for an undisclosed amount of time for a pinky fracture. Brandon Ingram's already out, so he's not going to play today. So Pelicans might be eliminated sometime soon. But you're right. Like, this is what makes – it's bad luck for the Lakers – but the Lakers also aren't the only team that have dealt with bad luck this year in terms of injuries. Every single team has it. Nuggets are still the four seed right now. They lost Jamal Murray. Monte Morris has been hurt. Will Barton's been hurt. you gotta, you got to deal with it somehow. Hockey, very much unsettled as well. We don't mm-hmm. even know when the playoffs are going to be. I mean, uh, tentatively, they're starting in a couple of weeks here. Uh, but as far as the uh, Canadian border, no updates on that unless I missed it in the last hour. So that's a mess. And the West is still up for grabs somewhat. The Knights would have to, I don't know about collapse, but they have a, a couple of couple of games here to get the, uh, the job done. Tonight, it's the Blues. Tomorrow, it's the Blues. A sweep would be massive. The game the other night that they stole from the Wild, that was gigantic. The fact that the Avalanche lost to the Sharks, that was massive. So going into tonight's game, Golden Knights in the West with 76 points, Avs 72, Wild 71, clearly – you know, we've talked about the story for most of the season since these three teams are head and shoulders above the rest of the division. You do not want to be in the 2-3 matchup. Let one of those teams knock each other off. So Knights get the job done tonight. Again, make up for this past Monday when they were cruising down the stretch and then all of a sudden things freaking blew up in their face. Uh, but they can further cement almost – Almost locking down the West. So they're close. Right. And well, and that's uh, like you and I were talking about last Friday. That's why it's massive when you split two games with Minnesota as opposed to take both games from Minnesota or you go two and two on a four-game road trip. You know, when you're jockeying for position, four points isn't that much. And so everything, every single one of these two. I mean, that, and that, by the way, that's it's a pretty important schedule, right? St. Louis twice, Colorado, San Jose. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen here over the next four games? So you're right. Like, not even an act of God. Like you gotta, I would think you gotta win these games. Like three out of the four, at the very least, to feel comfortable. Absolutely, with that. and and to feel comfortable going into the beginning of next week, win right. both of these games against the Blues at home, just down the road at the Fortress. We're hanging out. We're gonna be watching the game here tonight. You got a, a ton of uh, cool specials. Uh, you can buy the collectors, the Golden Knights collectors glass as well, and then specials on uh, Heineken and uh, several other beers and great menu as well. Ti. Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar. The book is right here. They've got kiosk as well. Coming up, where is LeBron James? Because Frank Vogel made a weird statement last night saying, well, he's just not here. He said it wasn't injury-related. What's going on? Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Now back to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. Lakers get bombed last night by the Clippers, so now they're back in that tie with the Blazers. They play the Blazers tonight, and then we start to get a little more clarity with six games left on what's going to happen with the play-in and who can stay out of the play-in. No LeBron. No LeBron tonight or probably this weekend either. Didn't play against the Clippers. Didn't play against Denver. They got the win against Denver. Frank Vogel, Lakers coach, was asked about it last night. He said he's just not here. Seemed to indicate it wasn't injury-related. Right. 
So what is this? I mean, he, he also said that he didn't want him to travel because he just wanted him to stay off the ankle as much as possible. So just sit at home. and. So if they were at home, up. he could. Wait. They were at home. Well, I mean, like, literally his home. Like, don't leave your house. Like, <laughs> just stay in bed and let it mend as much as possible. Is what I took from his comments. Okay. I feel like we're. I, I saw this, a th- like, was a thing yesterday. Well, when the, when, the, when the coach won't say, or it seems to indicate it's not injury-related and just says he's just not here, then people start thinking something else is going on. Right, but he's just not there. Like, he's home. <laughs> like, what's well, why isn't he that? here? We have a big game. What's he going to do? What's he well, going to do? He play, can he play or not? No, he can't. The, exactly. the, it was reported already he's going to miss two games. He's going to miss the Clippers game. He's going to miss the Trailblazers game. That's these two games that he's missed right here. So we'll see what happens after this. That was the official, like, at least the very least of the timeline. And, like, Vogel's press conference, he said it. He's like, yeah, you know, just just need to travel, just stay at home, just rest. I'm like, okay. I think everybody thinks that, like, he's mad, but, like, why would he be mad at the team? They've been, like, injured. Him and AD, he and AD haven't even played at all this year. Who is there to be mad at? Vogel said James' absence the past two games was not medically related. When asked why James wasn't present, Vogel said, quote, he's just not here. Yeah. But his, I'm th- I think you're thinking, you're taking that as in him not playing wasn't me- medically related. Vogel was talking about him not being at the re- arena not being medically related. Oh, okay. That's how, I, that's how I took it. Maybe I am wrong. But I think that, that's why I didn't think that this was much of a story. Like, so, the, so the absence... So the absence they're asking about, like he's not at the game. Yeah. So the question is more like, hey, why isn't he here supporting his his teammates just sitting on the bench? Yes. All right. That's. I mean, again. That's a I, weird conversation. Right, but it's also like it's LeBron, so everything's hypersensitive, right? Like we have to ask about every little thing about what's going on. Like, it was, like I said, the report was he tweaked the ankle, he's going to miss two games. Clippers, Trailblazers. So tonight's the second game. But he wasn't there. So why wasn't he there supporting his teammates? All right. Vogel, not medically related. <laughs> you, what, you think this is bigger than it, than it no, really I is? No, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. To me, the more distressing thing, and I, I've been talking about it the last couple of days, and I really haven't seen much momentum around it, where is Dennis Schroeder? Medical protocol. Okay, why? I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it. I never want to. Is this a contact? or does he, I mean, he's already been in. COVID protocol at least once before, right? Yeah, the, the details are never really reported, like whether they have COVID or whether, you know, it was a close contact thing. But if, medical if, protocol, 10 to 14 days. If yeah. you have a close contact and you go to your workplace, John's a full-timer at VEASAN. If you go to VEASAN and go, hey, I had a close contact with someone who did just test positive for COVID, will they keep you out? Or oh. will they, the first question they ask, go, did you get the vaccine? Are you double vaxxed? I think they'd ask me if I was vaccinated. Exactly. Right. Okay, so then why is Schroeder out? He's probably not vaccinated. Now why? I assume. Why? Maybe he's not comfortable. Why? I mean, that's that's. Can we ask of, these questions? I mean, I think you can. When you're in also, the throes of a playoff race and you're trying to win another title, a back-to-back title, I haven't seen anyone talk about or I, I'm sure some have, yeah. but am I over the line here? Not to an extent. We, like, we've, got, we've got the Bills GM saying yesterday that he may cut guys who aren't vaccinated. See, I think when the this time is, comes. I think this is weird territory because I think there's this conversation where it's like you hear vaccinated and we automatically think of like the vaccinations that I've given my child already, right? Like when he's born and we, we use the term anti-vaxxer 
when it comes to that. But this is a vaccination that was, just, uh, for lack of a better term, thrown together over the last year. Maybe he's not comfortable getting it. Look, I told you I wasn't comfortable before, you know, and I did my research. Oh, that you got it. You took a little longer to, to right. get it. Yeah, I took a little bit longer to get it because I wasn't comfortable. I was a little nervous. And look, we had this scare with the Johnson, and, and the numbers bore it out. Right? Wasn't that crazy? But we did have something pop up with it. I don't want to get into Dennis Schroeder's head, but what if he is nervous? What if he doesn't feel comfortable? We've talked to Xavier Pope, right, about vaccinations, African Americans, minorities, the uncomfortable feeling they get in terms of trusting the government, things like this. I just I don't want to assume things with Dennis Schroeder. I feel like it would be unfair. Brandon Bean, the uh, Bills general manager in the NFL, said that it could be an advantage to cut unvaccinated players in, in order to fall under the umbrella of a hypothetical NFL rule, which means that you know if everyone's vaccinated, things open up. We can be around each other. We can work like normal. He, he now, do. I don't know if that means he, you know, he's going to cut any of his top six players. Right. But that is pretty ballsy for an, a GM to be saying around the National Football League when there is no rule. That, that, although the NFL did hand down a rule to the, the teams and, uh, and their facilities saying that uh, staffers cannot be around players if they are not vaccinated. So yeah. right there, you get my point. So the NFL has already told people who are you know, support staff or administration uh, or in the you know, team admin department that they can't bring around the players. Mm. If they're, so it's like you're kind of forcing people. And I just I think the Schroeder thing is really interesting. They may slide down into the play-in. They may not even make the main field of the playoffs, and he's out right now. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's really that ballsy, though, because you already mentioned why it's not. Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm not getting vaccinated. All right, get out of here, Josh. We're, we're cutting you. Well, through. that one's going to be fascinating. <laughs> if I mean, like, Because you've had, you've had the GM say that he could cut guys who aren't vaccinated. You've had an Erie County official say fans can't come into the stadium. If they're not vaccinated. That's our decision. How do you work with Josh Allen if he's not? How does he even get into the stadium? Right. Well, and that's why that's... I mean, it's it's months off. Yeah. But it's something to think about now. And I know uh, the wife of Jordan Poyers has been, like, really, really vocal about this. She seems to be an anti-vaxxer. He hasn't commented on it. But his wife, uh, Rachel Bush, said that the Erie County policy is unconstitutional. Okay. I don't know. don't think she's correct on that one. She said if Broadway can open at 100% capacity, no vaccine, then the Bills outdoor stadium sure as hell can too. Uh, she also said that there are lots of Bills players who aren't on board for any vaccine requirements. She says most of our big-name players don't agree with the vaccine. You think Buffalo – is making it to the Super Bowl without their star players? Think again. If you care about the team and how far uh, we go, you'll respect everyone's personal opinion choice. Hmm. Or you could just go get the vaccine. Right. But it's, it's also or, not, or you could just go do it. It's not also it's not unconstitutional. Unconstitutional no. would be you getting arrested <laughs> for not taking the vaccine. That's unconstitutional. Or you could participate with the rest of us in society and getting things somewhat back to normal. Or you do what you want. Yeah, I mean, look. I'm but there are repercussions for doing what you want. She's, she's right. I, I have no – I don't – that's a really thorny issue. I don't think the NFL come August is going to have some rule that if you're not vaccinated, you can't play. But I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what. It does seem weird to me that if I work for the Bills and, you know, I'm some, someone who needs to be in contact with the players, I had to get vaccinated, but that player may not be vaccinated. Mm. 
Like, wait, why do the rules? Why do I have one set of rules and that person has a different set? Right. Well, in the NFL, is like a private entity. They can force their players to do that. It's unconstitutional. Right? Well, no, that's not true. According to Boyer's wife. <laughs> right. That's, that's different. <laughs> They're not going to get arrested again. You work for me. I can tell you to go get vaccinated. And if you're not going to go get vaccinated, okay, then you don't work for me. I mean, you violate the rules that I am setting. I am a private Fascinating. But Fascinating. I, I do the Bills could be without their big players, according to this guy's wife. And but that's, uh, the Lakers may not make the playoffs, or, or at least could be booted very early from the playoffs. That's why I think the, the statement from the GM doesn't really have that much teeth. Because if if Josh Allen and, um, for some reason, I'm trying to think, Tredavious White, both are like, now nah, we're not going to get vaccinated. You're going to cut them? Really? No, you're not. Visit LVSportsNetwork.com for access to the latest podcasts and best interviews. Fly ball hit pretty well out of the deep left field. Drifting back is Oliveris to the track. He's at the wall. It is gone. A home run. Bryson Stott's first home run is a Jersey Shore Blue Claw. He lifts one onto the Berman left, and the Blue Claws take a 1-0 lead. You are listening to Cofield and Company, live at the Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar inside Treasure Island. There you go, hometown hero. Bryson Stott in the Philly system. Finally getting to play some minor league baseball at the Jersey Shore. Are you happy for him? He just hit a home run. Of course. Do you have any situation or Pauly D jokes? No. I Not yet? No, okay. nothing. We'll keep playing his I, home run highlights, and we'll see if we can come up with something. I was never a big Jersey Shore-like viewer. What? Yeah. TL. No, GL. <laughs> GTL? There it is, Jim, okay. Tan, Jim, Jim Tan Laundry. Okay. Yeah, I got nothing. It's your life, sort of. I, I was a Laundry? Bit, I was a fan of Jay Wow, if I remember yeah, yeah, correctly. Yeah, she's solid. Jay yeah. Wow, yeah. All right, let's get into the Raiders. We got rookie minicamp opening up here. We still have a lot to recap from the draft. And, of course, there's the Aaron Rodgers deal. Bill Williamson's covered the NFL for nearly 25 years around the Raiders. Gives uh, Cofield and company some time today on this Friday. How are you? Hey guys, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Real good, real good. Thanks for coming on with us. Uh, all right, well let's uh, let's get to the elephant in the room, and that's uh, really the elephant in the room in the NFL, and the latest right. with Aaron Rodgers, and and uh, what has happened to this point. How do you see this situation, this rift with Packers management? Well, you know, I, I think it's real. I, I think that you know all of these stories that's really just blown up since a couple hours before the first round of the draft eight days ago. It, you know, it, it's not. It's not speculation. I think it, it, it's real. I mean, I know a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, and I, I think he's a guy who is, you know, very strong in his convictions. And um, I think if he is, you know, upset, it's going to take him a while to not be upset. And it seems like we're pretty far down that road. Um, I found it interesting in the last couple of days that some former teammates uh, I think it was Kuhn and James Jones doing his career with the Raiders, have said, hey, we, I've talked to Aaron Rodgers and think it's fixable. So maybe there is some hope. And then you've heard other stories where he's he told people that he's, that he's gone. So we'll, we'll see. But I think, it's a, I think it's something that the grass in Green Bay has to be worrying about every moment of the, every day right now. Bill, if you are the executives in Green Bay, right, there's rumblings that they're going to sit there, call the bluff, uh, allow Aaron Rodgers to either retire or just, you know, sit out. 
Why wouldn't you? Tra- why wouldn't you get rid of him? Why wouldn't you trade him? Like you can get all those packages that are thrown out there in the range of like two to three first round picks, a starter. You're on the verge of the Jordan Love era. Why not get assets for Aaron Rodgers and kickstart this bad boy? Well, because I mean, he's the MVP. He's the face of the franchise. He's a Hall of Famer. You know, one of the very most important players in team history. So you have to, you have to try to keep things. You know, under control, but I'm kind of with you. And, and, you know, that rumored 49er package was pretty dang substantial. And, you know, I don't know if they're going to get as good as that. I think if they do trade him this offseason, they'll get pretty pretty close. But, you know, of course, there's going to be 22, uh, 2022 draft picks instead of 2021 draft picks. Uh, unless they teams package the team, some players that they just drafted, but those might not be guys players that the Packers like. So um, it, it's interesting, and yeah, I, I think again, it's, it's the Packers have a problem inside, and you know, a, a lot of these teams with a lot of players. This is not the first player ripped, and it won't be the last in the NFL. And a lot of teams play hardball to begin with, and we're not going to trade them, and you know. Just go and retire. Go host Jeopardy if that's what you want to do. I think that's more just kind of bravado and, and desperation. But I think if Aaron, if the Packers start to believe that Aaron Rodgers will not play for them this year, yeah, they'll probably end up trading him. Talking Raiders and Rodgers, Bill Williamson. Uh, you know, it's interesting you said, and you close it out by saying, hey, if they can't fix the rift, then he's going to be on the move. Um you do believe this is, is pretty deep, uh, this is pretty real. If they did have to do it this uh, go-round before the season, what could the Raiders offer? What's a legitimate Raiders offer that would actually interest the Packers in sending Rodgers to Vegas? Yeah, I mean, that's again, I think they'd have a better chance if this happened before the draft so the Packers could, you know, pick their own players. I don't – I mean, this is just speculation. Just, I mean – is it Renfro? I'm, I'm just naming guys. So uh, this is this is just right. speculation. That's, 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 that's a start. Be, that's a start. Give us some better names. Keep going. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> is it Rogues? Is it Renfro? Is it Brian Edwards? Is it Josh Jacobs? Probably not because they got their running back. Um, Darren Waller? I don't think. I don't, they, they might be asked that name. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. they would do it. I, I, but they might have to. But then, okay, you're taking away from your offense to bring in a quarterback, you know? What what makes what sense does that make? Um, I don't know if they can get rid of any of their offensive linemen because this is such a work in progress right now, and I don't know if you can, you know, I don't know if you can trade any of those guys. And what what guys on defense have real value? Is it Max Crosby maybe? Um, you know, does any of the does any of the defensive backs turn anybody on? Nobody's proven yet. I'm not sure. Hey, Bill, so, I'm not sure that they turn on the Raiders. The Ra- <laughs> Raiders, Raiders just made the room about uh, 25 deep at the defensive back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, if they put a package together, this, this speculation, I can't stress that enough. Of, you know, Rooks, Crosby, and Trayvon Mullen and two first-round picks. Does that do it? You know, I, do, you, do they want Derek Carr because they have Jordan Love? I, I think they might have to. You know, in the Raiders' case, they may, if it, the Broncos would be a little cleaner, but in the Raiders' case, they may have to involve a third team. Maybe get Washington involved. You know, maybe, maybe yeah, Washington or I don't know who else. Yeah, that you um, know that's a, that's a funny thing, Bill. I was thinking that too. I'm like, if 
uh, Carr didn't go in a deal for Rodgers, then they could spin him off. You know, we heard all this bluster, and I think most of it was from Team Carr, that Carr could get a couple of first-round picks back. That's not going to happen. But we're no. so late in the game here. You know, who's the team that's really desperate for a good starting quarterback? There aren't many teams out there, unless there's an injury. that Right now we're looking at, you know, hey, yeah, we want to bring in a $20 million quarterback. Yeah, do you, does Denver lose, lose that um the Rodgers scoops pick, and they try to get card. You trade him within your division, yeah, like McNabb was twelve years ago. I don't know. There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of moving parts. I don't know how real it is on the Raiders' part. I don't know if Gruden and Mayark are spending a lot of time thinking about this. I think that if they do have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers, you consider it. Just like you know, Russell Wilson. That talk, which seemed five years ago, was just two months ago. Um, and, you know, from my understanding, the Raiders were never deep into the Russell Wilson talks. So who knows if they'll get deep into this. Yeah, and I, I think thought, Denver makes more sense. Yeah, and in the division thing, makes, it makes it real tough. And I, I thought um, you had an interesting note in your story, and we're talking to Bill Williamson, who's covered the Raiders forever, and he's up here on Cofield and Company about the, you know, Rodgers rumors out there that they're not going away anytime soon. I know, you know, you put up a, uh, a video and a piece of uh, – Info from Greeny show, Mike Greenberg, where he, he seemed to say, uh, well, he said, it's my belief that John Gruden will do anything and would give anything to get Aaron Rodgers. Is Greeny really connected in some way to the Raiders? How does he know that? Well, I mean, he basically said, you know, because I've interviewed him every week for 10 years when he was at ESPN. Yeah, I think John Gruden is a guy that, I mean, we've seen this. He gets aggressive. He wants, he gets stars in his eyes. He he wants to get the top players. He you know he he gets starstruck. He loves superstar players. He always has. Um, so yeah, I can see him being. I, I'm. You imagine the look on his face when that report last week came out. Rogers wants to get traded, and there's three teams, and the Raiders are on that list. I'm sure John Gruden got excited about that. But again, how excited is the question? Bill Williamson is with us. So, Bill, I'm curious, you know, as we look at the way that teams handle themselves, because this is one of my thinking, like, when it comes to some of these teams, right? Like, we were trying to find players for the Raiders to ship over for the Green Bay Packers. But have we started to see a shift with some of these teams and the way they build for the future that draft assets, kind of like the NBA, actually might be more valuable now? Like, look at the Miami Dolphins, for example. Miami Dolphins prioritized draft assets over the last few years, and they turned that thing around in, like, two seasons. We're a 10-win team and on the verge of the postseason. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think teams value draft picks differently. Um, I think my, Mike Mayock really values draft picks. Um, John Gruden did when he couldn't get Coyle Mack to, to come to camp and sign. So I think it's a, uh, I think it's a case-by-case situation. You know what teams really value? Hall of Fame quarterbacks. So that, I think that would trump uh, a, a draft pick or, or four. Bill Williamson on the horn with us. He covers the Raiders, covers the NFL. Uh, he's got a story out right now talking about the uh, the interest from the Raiders' standpoint, or, well, the interest from the Rodgers' standpoint of coming to the Raiders or coming to the Broncos. And I have a feeling that will open up a little bit if he does want to move on. Um, let's close on this. As the Raiders look ahead here, uh, the roster is not necessarily complete, is it? Uh, they just signed Casey Hayward. He's a Gus Bradley guy. Is there a chance that they could still be in on Melvin Ingram, even if it does require some big money? Obviously, they'd have to cut some people, but could Ingram be next? 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's talk of it. Um, they're pretty. They're pretty loaded as far as numbers wise. They're pretty loaded at defense, and they just drafted uh, Malcolm Coons from Buffalo in the third round. So I kind of think that's where where they're going to go. I don't think Ingram would cost much at this point. I mean, it's after the draft. Nobody's going to cost too much. And, you know, the Raiders are right about at the, the salary cap limit because they have to sign their, their draft picks. And we saw what they did when they, they signed Hayward on Tuesday. They cut East. So it would probably be something like that. And I just yeah, I, I think we're pretty close to the end of, for right now. But, I mean, Gruden's always tinkering. I mean, he... In the three years since he's been here, I think they've had the most roster upheaval in every offseason. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we get off the phone and say, hey, they added another guy. What about Antoine Woods? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe if uh, if Marinelli, Marinelli likes him. Again, they're pretty they're pretty deep at, at defensive tackle. Again, it's really interesting. they got a lot of players all over the place. I don't know how good <laughs> they're going to be, but they are – the roster's pretty full. Bill, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank there, you. There he is, Bill Williamson, uh, covering the NFL for about 25 years on Cofield & Company here on this Friday. We're live at the TI. We're getting ready for the Vegas Golden Knights game tonight. How about this? We got a Golden Knights jersey going out right now. Okay. 364 364 uh, Caller 11. Three six four eleven hundred. Caller eleven. It's brought to you by Finley Volvo. Swedish excellence and world renowned safety await you at Finley Volvo. Visit them at finleyvolvo.com. If you get the jersey, caller eleven three six four eleven hundred. You also qualify for tickets for tomorrow's game. How about that? You qualify. Wow. We're going to be announcing the winner of the tickets towards the end of the show. But right now, our final jersey of the week goes out. It's a Vegas Golden Knights jersey, courtesy of Finley Volvo, 364-1100. Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield & Co. It's time for Greenies Wine of the Week, presented by Weed Sellers. Hit weedsellers.com. Yep, it's that time. Greeny, a little bit whiny sometimes. But great show that he does. On ESPN Las Vegas at 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. This week he was talking about the quarterback situations with Aaron Rodgers, uh, then got to Russell Wilson. He was using some sound that he had gotten from the Adam Schefter podcast. Schefter went on to talk about another quarterback to remind us we should not stop thinking about Russell Wilson. I don't know if they patch things up so much as the fact that right now it's hit an impasse at this point in time. But Pete Carroll, he was asked whether Wilson was given more personnel input as he requested. Carroll said no. And then he said, Russ is in a great place right now. He's been in a great place throughout the offseason. We have communicated throughout all the things, just like I always have. This is not any different than it's always been. Okay. So <laughs> will he have any say in personnel decisions? No. Pete Carroll's like, no. Interesting. And I love that. He's in a great place right now. Yeah, the place is he got put in his place. He challenged Pete Carroll. He challenged John Schneider. And both of them are like, no. You don't. We told you last season you don't have say. Get out. Now you've pulled this little stunt with your trade demands. You still have no say. Yeah. Do you choose Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson? Yes, because Russell Wilson's not willing to walk. If Russell Wilson, if I like, I believe Aaron Rodgers is is close to walking. Rodgers has the medal, and he's also at the point in his career, and he has another option too. He can make money. I don't think it's a money thing right. uh, solely. He wants to be extended, 
but Rodgers can walk for jeopardy. Russell Wilson wasn't serious about leaving. But one Russell more. Wilson's not skipping a year. No. If, if he was James Harden, like I believe Harden was done. Right. You get you like management has to believe that you're walking, and then then you have to look at it and go, all right, do we pick Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson? They never got to that stage. But one more season of whatever Russ perceives to be the issue could then push him into the corner up. All right, I am walking. So I'm really interested in how well, that plays out. Let's see if Brini was on board with you. We haven't heard the last of that situation. It's quiet now. It's settled now. Russell Wilson's going to play for the Seahawks this season. This story will be updated. And by that, I think Shefty means next offseason. This will be Russell's last year with Seattle. I think that is the league-wide expectation. There you go. Wow. League-wide expectation. This is the last year for Russell Wilson. Holy cow. Okay. Then I'm in. Yeah, all right. Let's do this. Player empowerment, baby. I totally guessed it. That's pretty good. So far, Greeny's not very whiny. Uh, Wine of the Week no. is brought to you by Weed Sellers. Weed, C-E-L-L-A-R-S.com. No cannabis. No CBD. You can go up to WeedSellers.com and get the best in bourbon, beer, and wine. All right, Greeny, keep going. Keep going. Let me come to hashtag Bubba. Hashtag Bubba, who many may not know, but worked many years in, in various NFL front offices in Dallas and other places and uh, has been a finalist on numerous occasions uh, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Let me ask you, Bubba. Aaron Rodgers for Russell Wilson straight up. Who says no? Why does it always take you so long to respond? Can I ask you, before you even answer that, I, I give you plenty of warning. I run through your credentials. Why is it that when I ask you the question, you at that moment lean forward, turn the microphone on, and start responding? This dead air is so unnecessary. All right. That might have been whiny. Who was he talking to? One of his producers, Bubba. I think he was, he was joking about that. Oh, okay. Stuff. I was like, he was joking. really threw me off. And, and uh, Bubba slowly moved towards the mic. And didn't answer, and then Greeny just flipped out on him. It's such a poor like flip out too. That's not even a good one. He even he kind of came down off of the anger a little bit at the end. You produce shows. Uh, back in the day, I produce shows. Ari produces a show now. Don't you guys just do that on purpose sometimes? Oh yeah, right. Just to stick it to the lead host who's busting your chops all the time on and off the air. I would. I'd also say, though, that, uh, I mean, that was kind of extended, but dead air is also sometimes, like, over. Like, it's overblown. Like, sometimes dead air is not the worst. Some people just, like, talk and talk to, like, I can't have a second of dead air, when in reality, like, a little bit is fine. John! Yeah. What are you doing? Right. We're losing momentum. I could just imagine Green, he's, like, rattling his fingers on the thing, and he's like, Bubba, come on, Bubba, what are you doing? <laughs> Like the seventh time this week, Bubba got fired. No, he didn't get fired. No, they, they came right back. They made nice, and uh, Greeny needs an answer. Give him an answer. You Who know. says no? The. I'll See tell you, you right now. So I'm going to tell you right now who says no. You want me to tell you the answer? Yes. Both quarterbacks say no. <laughs> Russell Wilson says no, and Aaron Rodgers says no. Both teams would do it. If the Packers could come out of this thing with Russell Wilson, be the best thing that ever happened to them. If the Seahawks could get Aaron Rodgers, they're not crazy. They would do it. There you go. Bubba didn't have an I, answer. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about the. I, 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 don't, I, care I, about I don't even. Th- I don't even think he cared. The question was uh, Rodgers Wilson swap, and Greeny's take was the players would get in the way rather than the organizations. The organizations would do it, but uh, there's no way either guy would want to go to a similar organization who just had difficulty with their quarterback. He's right. Yeah, I don't care anymore. I want to know more about Bubba. <laughs> what was that? He's totally doing that on purpose, right? Like that right there. Uh, like, 
That's ridiculous. Well, it's it it got to be on purpose. Turn, turns off the mic, turns to the side with the other producer and goes, How about he does his own show? Yeah. <laughs> Why does he keep talking to us? <laughs> Clearly. He's got Bubba like cutting like eight different things yeah, and all that stuff. You want me like, to do this right. or talk on the air? What are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm more fascinated by that. I actually kind of want to listen to Greeny's show now, like just to see what's going on. You want? You mean you want to listen? It's one of our. Yeah, what, was, what did I say? Come on, it's our 10 a.m. show. I know you're on the air all the time, but you said it, it makes you sort of want to listen to him. Oh yeah, I don't. You want? You want to listen to Greeny? Greeny's on Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. We appreciate him giving us good material every week with the wine of the week. Hitweedcellars.com today and order some Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, or Cabernet Sauvignon. We embrace equality and diversity. Weed Cellars.